0: This is Colleen McGee, and you're listening to another episode of Fort Riley, the podcast. This month is Native American Heritage Month, and we have two guests who are Army civilian employees and members of the Navajo Nation. They're here to share a little about their experience and culture in honor of Native American Heritage Month. Hi, my name is Gabrielle Vell, and I work at in and out Processing at Fort Riley, Kansas. Hi, my name is Juliana Johnson. I work at the Deer's office so november is native american heritage month so talk to me each of you about where you're from i'm originally from farmington new mexico the four corners area i'm originally from castle butte which is
1: near um Delcon, arizona
0: i am um, navajo they go by dine
1: i'm navajo too and i'm Dineh as well
0: my grandfather on my father's side was in world war ii and he went overseas so that hearing his stories through the younger years when I was growing up was very emotional and just hearing his stories was really surprising to me because he still wanted to do what he wanted to do um, in being in the military. But when he first started out, he was very young. So, and he didn't have an English name. So when he was joined up to the army and went overseas, he needed a name. And so he, since he didn't have a name, English name he came up with a name and my last name is my maiden name is Bitsui which means grandchild in Navajo so my maiden name is Bitsui so his name was Frank Bitsui so that's how he came up with his name our last name anyways Um,
1: my inspiration for uh, my family is actually going to be my grandpa Um, his name is Joe Begay Um, he did was in the Vietnam he did pass away a long time ago he did earn some Purple Hearts, Honorable medals um, he is an inspiration for me just because, like, he's gone through a lot and I did see him all the way through the end. So, and he, I'm glad that I'm part of his family, um, I'm part of him as well. Um, my maiden name is Bigay, as known as um, my son.
0: So, tell me about what each of you brings from your heritage the sense of family, of being connected. With um, having a close set of family, even though you don't have family here, you kind of find your surrounding of friends and coworkers become your family. So being com- from coming from a big family, um, and that was a big thing when we were growing up was it was always about family. So anywhere we went, when my late husband um, was, you know, we were going from one post to another, I always made sure I tried to find me a little group to make my own family and so I wasn't so lonely and I would teach them traditions as well. Um, Traditional foods, what we did, um, ceremonial stuff. If there was a powwow nearby, you know, I'd try to take them there. So kind of trying to bring that culture into somebody that didn't had no idea about our culture at all. Um, For me, I go along with Gabby, I do agree with family and then also
1: um, mainly I grew up on the Reds but not really mainly my mom taught me is like learn how to be you know be your own individual um i did learn how to associate with other natives and pretty soon i started learning oh she's native (laughs) and i I, that's how i met gabby and i'm like are you native and she's like yes It's learning how to say like not being scared to introduce yourself Mm -hmm. to other natives and you know, being like, oh, you're Native, I understand. Even though they're not Navajo, they could be other cultures, and you can tell the difference on that.
0: (laughs) What is your favorite thing about being Navajo? When being away from the natural family and out here with the families that you've created, what is your favorite thing to bring into that? I guess the culture itself, because not, like I said before, you know, not a lot of, you know, other people know what, we as you know native people do ceremonial things, um, bring in that culture and experience to, you know, my friends or my coworkers or just anybody who wants to learn about it. And that's what I love I love teaching, you know, people about my culture.
1: And I do the same thing as well. I teach people about my culture just like Gabby. And everyone's like think I'm different cultures. But I was like, no, I'm just one. Navajo. <laughs>
0: Um, mm-hmm. I guess it's just a popular thing. I was, you know, people always ask, how do you say hello? You know, it's yad, eh. Um, and then how do you say goodbye? Well, we never say goodbye. You know, there's there's no such thing. We always say, see you later, because that's just a thing. We're going to see you later. We're not hoping for that to end. So instead of saying, see you later, or saying goodbye, we say, see you later. And it's going You
1: know, when I meet other people, and especially neighbors. You know, just like Gabby, I go, Yate. She goes, Yate. And then we say, we say each other's clans to make us more family oriented. My clan is. So, like, when I introduce myself to Gabby, then
0: she'll tell me, oh, you're my sister. <sighs> yeah, or that's you're... how we distinguish each other because of relations. You know, because we're such a big tribe that you can, you're, you're never alone, you're never, you don't have family, yes, you do have family. You know, there's, so we go off of the four, the four clan, you know, your four clans, which is your mother's clan um, and your father's clan. And then you go from there, you go from your mother's father's clan and then your father's father's clan. So that's how we distinguish um, mm-hmm. each other as brother or sister cousins. We don't have first cousins. We don't have six, you know, third cousins. We're all, that's like, if her kid, if her and I were related, her kids and I, she I would be their second, like their mom, you mm-hmm. know, and our kids would be brothers and sisters. So we don't have the cousins relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What has been something that you wish more people understood about your culture? That we're still around. Yeah. <laughs> <Like you're> still <laughs> There's a lot of us and we're still around and we still struggle mm-hmm. as far as not just, I think, our generation, but, you know, my mother, my father generation as well. You know, we're still around. We're still here. However, the the poverty is still there. My grandfather, he passed away in ninety-six and he waited his whole life to get electricity. It didn't get there until the Navajo Nation where my, my grandfather lived until like 97. So he was not able to live until up to the date where he got electricity. That's all he wanted. So there's still a lot of poverty out there, but you know, I just want everybody to know that yes, we're still around, but yes, our culture is struggling. The reservation doesn't have adequate living spaces, um, running water. Some places don't even have electricity still.
1: Uh, we don't live in teepees. Yes, we, do no, not we live don't live in, in teepees. teepees, okay? No. <laughs> no, we don't live in teepees. <laughs> <laughs> so, everyone's is different. Um, for me, with my grandpa, he, the tribe did build him a house, but yet he didn't, ha- he refused to actually live in it. He re- still chose to live in the Hogan, and he always says, well, the house that's built from the tribe is not going to be warm enough for me. It's not going to, what's wrong with my house? You know, he, he was always stuck in his ways, but, you know, later on, they kind of had to scoot him in there and then they are like, no, it's more accessible for you, you know. He finally was able to bend just a little bit, but he was like, no, I'm bringing this in here, <laughs> so, but the hard thing about with the elders is change. I, I understand. They are like, foundation to the future of us. So I I always go back to the teachings and tell my kids, like, you respect your elders, regardless of if it's native or non-native, you respect your elders.
0: What do you hope to bring and to contribute back into your culture? I guess just to teach, you know, again, the, the culture, you know, that we as native people love our culture, we love the ceremonies, the Mother Earth. We are all about Mother Earth and how it works and we want to make sure that she is taken care of. So I think a lot of what I would like to contribute is more of my background of, you know, ceremonies and the culture, how we live is what I would like to bring. I do see that my family um, asked me a lot of
1: my opinions how to they should apply for certain jobs and how to do corrections on their resumes. And it's just like, you know, small things, I'm always willing to help family out. You know, just a simple resume or just going back home, helping
0: out for a ceremony. I think we get that a lot from our families, like the younger, maybe generation, or even people who are our own age, asking maybe one of us for help. Like, I know I have, you know, relatives that ask me for my opinion as well, because, you know, I haven't been home in so long. I have left, so I've kind of been all over the place, being married you know, to a soldier that passed away. So now that I'm more educated in the military and being Native American, which gives them, you know, saying, yes, you know, you can come to me for help and advice because I feel like I'm well educated in that area. Thank you for listening to Fort Riley the Podcast. <laughs>